Hello and welcome to the reaction to Celtic 3 Hearts 1. I'm your host Claire Wilde and I have an esteemed panel as always. First up we have Annabelle McDonald. Hello Annabelle. Hi Claire, how are you? I'm very well. How are you doing now? <laughs> Great and have been for the last 90 plus minutes. Of course you have. The same applies to my other panellist which is Paul Carlin. Hi Paul. Another 90 minutes of emotional turmoil going from <laughs> fury to disappointment to complete ambivalence to <laughs> joy and ending on like a, a, a strong satisfaction. So uh, I am currently very well. Lovely to be with you two to talk about this. Quite an interesting game. Quite an interesting game. I mean, you've kind of summed it up a little bit, Paul. You just told us before we started recording that you'd made a prediction for the game before we started. What was that? 4-0 Celtic, which to people, I might sound insane to people that listen to me regularly in the pod where I am completely pessimistic. But yeah, <laughs> I always, when I write my notes, I start with what I think the score is going to be. And you know what? Get it right. From time to time, I thought 4-0. Not a million so, miles off. Not too far. Not too far. You've kind of taken us on the emo emotional journey that you went through throughout the game. But do you want to just enlighten us with your general thoughts on that game in a more kind of practical sense, I guess? <laughs> um, sure. Uh, uh, happy with the result. Right? Really happy with the result. Um, you know, hearts are a hard team to beat. They, they always come and play a physical game. I thought that we had some moments tonight where I was... Bit concerned, particularly in the defence at fullback. We can go over that in a wee while, but again, further to the kind of conversation we had at the weekend, I just always think this team's going to see it through. And even at half time, messaging some friends um, and and family, I just thought we were going to win. Um, I, I didn't think, and it's because of the the quality that we have on the bench, mm -hmm. and I think that that made a difference tonight. So uh, overall, overall, I'm pretty happy with it, but I've got I've got some concerns that I would like to talk about with. Peter. We will get the chance to do that. It's yeah, it's funny. We'll talk about the sub specifically, obviously, but when you're doing things like bringing Jota off the bench when you need someone to come on, you're like, well, this is a nice position to be in, mm. isn't it? Um, Annabelle Paul kind of gave us his. He was obviously feeling quite confident before the game. How were you feeling before the game? Yeah, I was also feeling confident. And, and similarly to Paul, I feel like that's just what this iteration of Celtic kind of gives you. It's just this this extreme confidence whenever you see the lineup, no matter who it is. At this point, they could put pretty much anyone in that lineup, and I'd be like, ah, we'll probably win. So, yeah, a very luxurious feeling going into the game and very optimistic. Obviously, We'll talk about the performance and how some of the, the rotation kind of played out. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be able to kind of say from the beginning, never in doubt and not like with bitter sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the lineup. Let's go to the lineup um, and talk about whether there were any surprises and whether you did feel exactly the same as you described when you saw this. Um, Heart in goals, obviously. We then had Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Bernabeu. McGregor, Moy, O'Reilly, uh, Abada, Maida, Kyogo, Paul. Thoughts on that starting eleven? I thought we'd see some changes to the starting eleven from the weekend. I expected to see O'Reilly. I expected to see Abada. I didn't expect to see Bernabe and Ralston. Um, no Hatati in the starting lineup. No Jota. No Taylor. 
Um, Moy and O'Reilly can work, um, but in a game like this against Hearts, I wasn't sure about that. But here's the thing, right? And Ange pointed this out through the week. Like we get quite, I think we get quite hung up on the starting eleven when we know that we're going to make five substitutions and generally three mm-hmm. of them will come on at the same mm-hmm. time after around the sixty minute mark. So he he is all about using the entire squad, the entire team. Um, as best he can so yeah um, the the bigger issue for me is well left back uh, particularly tonight was Bernabe the last time Bernabe played was in the semi-final against Kilmarnock and he had a he had a bad game mm-hmm. um, he might have played the game after that when Taylor was out injured um, and I think it's a lot to ask two full backs to come in Ralston hasn't played for months and months and months and just hit the ground running Um so I was a bit, I had to question the manager's choice there. Um, clearly he's seen them wear more often than we are in training. Um, I don't think there was a particular fitness issue tonight, but it just, I felt like right from the start, the two of them took a long time to get up to the pace of the match. Yeah, Annabelle, it's a big, it's a big change to do both of them at the same time, isn't it? Did that surprise you? Yeah, that was my exact thinking. I was similarly to Paul expecting that rotation. It's why we have that big squad. Although against Hearts, who've always been a very sticky opponent, I was surprised at the amount of rotation. Like like you say, maybe one fullback, one midfielder. But to take off one of our best kind of um, forward players, our best midfielder, and to swap out both of our fullbacks, who are an integral part of... I mean, our play in general, but our attack, there was actually a lot of impact on sort of our forward movement, you mm-hmm. know, because of all that rotation that you maybe didn't appreciate yeah. at the beginning, just looking at that lineup. Yeah. And um, I think I agree. I don't think it was a fitness issue, but I do definitely think it was a match sharpness issue with with both Burnaby and Ralston in particular. Um and yeah, really just missing Hitati in that midfield. Yeah, I mean, he was on the bench. You've got a really strong bench, Annabelle. You've got Hitati, you've got... Uh, Bain, Johnston, Haksabanovich. Sorry, <laughs> Paul, do you just want to do your thing? Shout out to my fellow Baniacs. Sorry, I didn't give you the opportunity there. Bain, Johnston, Haksabanovich, Turnbull, Jota, Kobayashi, O, Iwata and Hatate. I mean, when you've got a bench like that, like Paul said, you know there's going to be rotation. So there's there's a bit of kind of leeway in terms of what you're doing to start with. But well, we're obviously going to get into talking about the game and what happened fairly swiftly after kickoff, but um, it, it's great to be able to know that that's there as a backup. Yeah, I mean, you've got Bain there, first name on the on the bench. <laughs> like, there's just nothing to fear at that, at that point. Um, Every, yeah, everyone's Bain, breathing a sigh of relief there. <laughs> I wasn't worried at all when I saw the Bain, that's just their first name, just I don't need to read the rest. Yeah, you're a maniac. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've, you've heard enough, right? <laughs> um, I think we're one one of the few teams in the country that's probably in the position where we can rotate four sort of our of our major players and put out what is effectively a weekend starting eleven that we can then you know kind of bring on our best players kind of throughout the game. Like, can you imagine being the Hearts players seeing Rio Hatate coming on the pitch at what was it yeah. sixty five minutes? Just <laughs> your your heart would drop. Um, so yeah, we're very privileged. Yeah. Yeah, really lucky. Um, Paul, how do you think we got started in the game? Uh it started uh as I expected with hearts being hearts. So hearts sort of started with a sort of three at the back. So I was expecting the same type of match as we got against St. Murn, except with they've got maybe better options up front. You know, Ginelli 
Um, United scored a few goals against us, to be honest, and he's he's very pacey. Uh, they're missing Shankland at the moment. I don't know if he was injured, like probably back at the weekend. But uh, so Ginelli's in a decent run of form. He's very very pacey. Um, so I was expecting a similar kind of match where bit bit more physical, and that's exactly what they gave us. I, I think we took a, quite a while to just get to get to grips with things. I wasn't too impressed with how we started. Um, before we get to the you know, the, the big flashpoint at the start. Um, it was, you know, Moy and O'Reilly in midfield. Yeah, again, like I said, it, it can work. Um, we get a, it's a great chance for us quite early on. Yeah, it's um, like five minutes in. Is yeah. that the Maeda chance you're talking about? Yeah, well, two actually, because I thought Moy put in, or Moy got in a really, really good position on the right. Mm-hmm. Um, got a really nice cross mm-hmm. in. Um, it was a good ball from Ralston in the first place, but the cross, well, I say a really good cross, the cross was kind of cut out and put out for a corner. Um, that was quite encouraging. Yet Maeda had a, uh, I think he was offside though, but he, he did really well to kind of bring the ball down after Starfelt put in, like Starfelt's long ball to Maeda was really gorgeous. Good. Um, yeah. I thought Starfelt was good today. I don't, I don't even think Starfelt had any Starfelt moments. <laughs> um, Annabelle, same, similar thoughts to Paul. I thought it took me a while to get used to hearts being in black and blue stripes, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it was very like little brother dressing up in their big brother's clothes by the <laughs> it was uncomfortable and also just coincidentally matching the exact same colours of the VAR lines, which we'll talk about. It was just, yeah, the whole thing was weird and uncomfortable, but um yeah, I didn't enjoy the start of the game at all. Um, it was clear, I think, especially, like I said earlier, you know, Ralston and Burnaby's match fitness was way off and having, like you said, both of them rotated was a bit of a disaster. I think we really struggled kind of keeping possession at times. Hearts were doing an annoyingly good job of like pushing us back in the middle of the field, anticipating mm-hmm. and intercepting or passing. And we were just very wasteful. There was like random, just giving the ball away, putting the ball out of, out of play for no reason, just a bit a bit sloppy. So yeah, we weren't seeing that usual sort of, you know, fluidity and kind of beautiful streamlined play that we get from our usual starting 11. I'm doing bunny ears. This is the podcast. I don't know why I think I can do that into the camera. <laughs> so people can see me, but um, yeah, from our usual starting 11. Um, so it was just a bit... Sloppy and all over the place. But at the same time, like you've noted, despite that pretty bad start, we still were getting chances really early on in the game, which again just kind of speaks to how attacking our team is. Yeah, we had we had possession and we had chances really quickly, but then obviously within the first sort of ten minutes they score a goal. Annabelle, do you want to talk to us about how that managed to happen? <laughs> yeah, so let's see. It all starts with um, some goon called Halliday running down <laughs> the left. Love the the word goon. Um, he is a fucking goon. Per- <laughs> perfect description, Annabelle. Thank you so much, Paul. Um, so yeah, said goon is barreling down the left and Ralston, who, let's face it, not our fastest player, was already caught kind of behind him anyway. He was never going to catch him. He gets, to be fair, a good cross over in front of goal, which meets Ginelli at the far post. And fair play to Starfell. I I mean, yeah, he probably could have done more, but I thought he did all right in keeping pace with Ginelli and uh, um, just for some reason just couldn't stop the header going in. It just Ginelli just got right ahead of him to get it in. So it was a really annoyingly well-worked goal. It was clean. Um, there's then, of course, uh, the VAR check, which confirms that it is sadly onside. And for me, you know, that first sort of snapshot we got, I was pretty confident it was going to be um, yeah. onside despite how close it was. Yeah, I think, I mean, we watching it in the house we were straight away we were like that's on they're going to give that 
every day. Um, Paul, did you have any, who who did you want to kind of criticise from the Celtic side for allowing that goal to happen, if anyone, or was, like Annabelle said, it was a really work go- well-worked goal from Hearts. What a question. Who would you like to criticise? Um, who, who, I'll, I'll ask you to pin the blame on one person. Uh, yeah, Actually, I mean, I'm Ralston, not. It's fine. Um, it's not. You know, it's fine. he's Andy Halliday. He's Andy Halliday. He's fucking muck. <laughs> Ralston, he gets past Ralston. He's allowed to put in a really good cross. It's not good enough defending. I mean, Ralston is coming, coming, thrown into a game where he's, you know, but it's Andy Halliday. I mean, Jesus Christ, Ralston's a better player than Andy Halliday. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think letting that cross come in is disappointing. Um, Starfield could have done better, probably. It's a decent header. Goalie could have done a lot better there too. Um, don't like this this latest fucking craze where we're losing early goals. Um, don't like that at all. Puts no. me in a bad mood. Uh, don't like being in a bad mood after five or six minutes, to be honest. Were you still um, confident after the goal that this was... Obviously, with an early goal, you've got plenty of time to rectify the situation. Yeah, but even if, they, if, even if Hearts went one up with like 10 minutes left, like... I just, I just, I just believe in this team so much at the moment. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. Right, coming for me, that is astonishing, astonishing. Uh, so, uh, I, I, yeah, Celtic, Celtic will win almost every game this season, mm-hmm. although not with performances at the back like that. You know, I, I like Tony Ralston, right? Uh, you know, and I, I think Johnson's really getting a lot better game with game. Don't really see the point in dropping him today. I don't know if Hearts at home is the game to bring back um, Anthony Ralston. But the manager makes the decisions. The manager knows best. 100 games so far. Um, and the the vast majority of them have been pretty joyous. So yeah. we just got to trust the process. But yeah, for that goal, uh, Ralston, Starfelt and Hart. I love I the way you were critical of me for asking you that question and then so eager to name names. <laughs> you oh, criticised right. literally everyone involved who should have oh, stopped that goal. We haven't even got started on, on <laughs> Paul's critical uh, approach to, to this team. Um, there's more to come, my friends. Oh, look forward to it. Um, Annabelle, after that goal, do you think we did look a bit shaken? Do you think we looked like we needed to kind of get our shit together, to put it bluntly? <laughs> Uh, to be honest, not really any more so than we did before the goal. I think that's kind of, for me anyway, something um, about this team where if we go down, I never feel like there's an immediate impact like there used to be where we do look shaken. I just thought we kind of were playing the same level of a little bit shite as we were before the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, just the same kind of sloppiness and being wasteful of possession, but getting a few chances in here and there. So you were kind of seeing the shadows of what we're trying to do, but without that kind of fluidity that you get from mm-hmm. Tati, so things just weren't coming off and we were just a bit too static. It was really frustrating, the lack of movement for me as well, um, which again, I think a lot of that came from the fullbacks. And at the end of the day, we're going to have games like this. Um, like like you said, we've had some absolute great games recently, but they can't all be winners. Um, as I understand it, it was the same during the Invincible season. There were games where you really just had to tough it out and mm-hmm. I, I love that Ange had the confidence in the team to do that rotation yeah, against against Hearts, who have never been um, a particularly easy opponent. So, um, yeah, I don't think we really changed much after the goal. It was very much, no, we'll keep trying to do what we're doing, which is trying to play like how we normally do, but a bit of a shy version of that. Yeah, I think so. I... It's interesting as well because talking about rotating the team as well, I've got a badder's name written a couple down a couple of times. What did you make of him at this point in the game, Annabelle? And like, 
his passing was a bit there was a couple of times when he felt like we could have been creating opportunities or he should have been making the most of opportunities that he was given and he didn't quite pull it off yeah I found him a bit frustrating and um, he did have like a really good run at one point um and had a great opportunity to cross in but completely miscued which was really frustrating so again the pace and kind of urgency you get with the battle was there but then that kind of final product wasn't really in the passing mm-hmm. I'm going to put a bit of that down to him not being able to play with Johnston who I'm not saying he's got a lot of time playing with obviously he's just in the door um, but Ralston again kind of coming back into that and maybe not wanting to take too many risks against a team like Hearts especially yeah. you know we're starting off down which puts that I like to think it doesn't, but it must put a degree of fear into the players' minds when it comes to risk-taking, because I felt like our risk-taking went down a wee bit. Um, I think he wasn't getting a lot of that kind of interplay that he would have normally got with having a more sort of mobile, a bit of a quicker kind of right-back playing on that side of the pitch with him. That's really interesting, actually, the the risk-taking aspect. And Paul, Paul, would you agree with that, that the the kind of risk-taking element dropped off a little bit with this team where you've got players in there who are currently much less experienced at being in the starting 11 yeah i think it's a, a consistency and continuity thing as well um you know who who are the risk takers in this team uh hatati i took a sip of tea there because i was expecting a big long list from yeah you. i'm looking at the team and i'm going <laughs> uh risk takers not really um Ralston and Abada played together loads last season. You know, they had that whole run where Juranovic was injured and um and we were basically threadbare. Uh, it didn't it felt like they hadn't really met each other today, certainly in the kind of first half. So yeah, I agree with what Annabelle's saying. Um it, it, it's it's frustrating. again, I, I, I see I see the positives to Tony Ralston. I think he's he's been a good player for us in recent years. Um he's not Great. It was the positioning. I felt like the fullback, the two fullbacks were both, their positioning was really, really poor in the first half. And when their positioning is poor, I think the reason we've been so good recently is like Taylor and Johnson are getting better and better. Taylor, especially, is really, really great in that role. Um, you know, I think Ralston knows what he's doing. He's kind of got the muscle memory for it, but it uh-huh. was just a lack of the sharpness, I think, is the word Annabelle used earlier. Yeah. Um, Leo Labada. Leila Bada came on at half time on at the weekend and played fantastically. Well deserved man of the match performance. Um turned the game around in many ways. Uh passing was great, interplay was great, driving forward, really just the, the fulcrum of the attack. He was absolutely terrible today. Terrible. Um and this is the problem with Abada. There is zero consistency from match to match. I find it hard to understand how a player can go from having an amazing performance like he did at the weekend to what we saw tonight. Um, do you think it's anything to really... do with the opposition? Do you think he performs better against a certain type of opposition? I don't know what it is with a badder. Um, you know, I, I still I think he's better when he comes on as a sub. You know, he, he can. I think at home, Leila Badder can have some great performances at home. Um, you know, more space in the pitch. Uh, it's not as if he was up against a world-beaten um, left yeah. wing back tonight. Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't taking the same risks. There's another risk again. He wasn't trying the same stuff he did on at the weekend um, mm-hmm. against St. Marin. Uh, I was so pissed off with him because w- 
he's got an opportunity after that problems that we get had an opportunity to come in and go right I'm the guy and either I'm your go-to sub or you're, you start me in the next few games mm-hmm. and I just think after tonight he's he's back down the pile you know Haksabanovic is now surely ahead of him in the pecking order um, really disappointed from a batter yeah um, Paul I'm going to stick with you I'll come to you in a minute uh, Annabelle but I want to stay with Paul to talk about something positive which is our goal <laughs> To equalize. I want to moan more about Abada. He's left-footed shot in twenty-two minutes. Now I want minutes. you to talk about our, the goal that we scored, <laughs> that Maeda scored. A great goal. Um, so the the ball comes out to Hugo on the right-hand side. Who? So there was a VAR check for whether or not he was offside, which was a fucking disgrace. Yeah, pathetic. the lines person. That was an idiotic um, decision. There's absolutely no way the guy was um, offside. I just thought, like, it just makes the, the lines person just look like a like an idiot. Anyway, Ralston, to give him credit, plays a really nice ball up the line to Kyogo, whose mm. pace just that's that's what it's all about. Kyogo's pace puts in a truly magical cross, and Maeda again has pace and determination. Gets on the end of it, sliding in. Love a goal like that. Like um, a breakaway goal, fast paced. Classic Ange Postacoglu Celtic squad goal. Um, Kyogo and Maeda combining. I think that's Maeda's 10th of the season, maybe. Um, But it feels like he's contributed more than that. I was glad he got the goal. Uh, Sliding in also could have injured the goalie, so all for that. Um, (laughs) Obviously, uh, Xander Clark, who cares? Also could have Um, injured injured himself and did. did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, Maeda himself seemed to take a knock in the process, which was a wee bit... Yeah. At the time. Um, yeah, it was obviously it was a fantastic goal, as Paul described. Glad we were able to give the uh, props to Anthony Ralston, Annabelle, for that ball into Kyogo because that kind of was what started it all and allowed it to happen. Are we shame for Maida that it straight away went to that stupid VAR check because he's not the biggest celebrator anyway? <laughs> and you're just like, and now they're making him wait for his goal. <laughs> it was an absolute farce, like. It's just it's just embarrassing. So yeah, fair play to them. Another absolute laugh for the bar tonight. But uh I it's just it was another classic diving goal, wasn't it? He just has to you can't just hit the ball in the net. No, he's got to collide with the keeper and do a cute <laughs> little spin on the grass in the box. <laughs> Loved it. And also injure himself in the process. But no, it was well deserved. I thought he was kind of one of the few sort of little shining lights he was he was doing his stuff he wasn't perfect don't get me wrong he was quite wasteful in possession as well a few times but he was his running I think was really helpful in giving us some of that movement that we were really missing yeah and while he was on the pitch and yeah like it was like you said earlier about Ralston having that muscle memory that was a beautiful pass for Kyogo from him so it's just those little flashes we're like ah he doesn't know what he's doing but then he'll randomly put in an absolute pish ball that goes out the back (laughs) for no one so yeah not bad, not bad to set it up at least. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Um, and then Annabelle, it, he kind of made us carries on for a few minutes, but sort of the next time he goes down, we think, oh, he looks like he might need to come off, especially if we need to conserve him for future games. Um, Jota comes on for Maida. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, very nice position to be in bringing a player like Jota on at that point when you need someone to come in and shore up the end of the first half. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they're 
imagine the relief seeing Dyson Mira go off. You're like, oh, thank Christ. Don't have to deal with that anymore. And then Chota comes strutting onto the pitch. A completely different challenge and, and one that can be equally as difficult when he's when he's at his best. So, yeah, really couldn't complain with that. Like, as gutted as it was to lose Mira, at the same time, you don't really blink an eye anymore because look at the quality we've got coming on. It's totally different from how it was not that long ago, Paul, isn't it? Where as soon as you thought someone had even had a tiny knock, you're just like you're just praying obviously you don't want any player to be injured it didn't look like it was hugely serious but just bringing off a player like that and you're thinking oh god who have we got to come on yeah and this this is the difference between this season and last season you know last season we'd be bringing on you know god love him um adam montgomery you know or or someone like that no no shade to adam montgomery but you know you'd want to be bringing on jota um in fact you've got a choice between jota and, and, and hacksaw to be honest at this point so um yeah, I, I never want to see Maida go off. I agree with Annabelle. I thought you thought he was about a bright, bright spark going forward. Uh, his runs were good. His pace was mm-hmm. good. I, I would love to. I just wish Abada had, had tried using his pace on the other side a bit more as well. Yeah. Um, and that's the last I'm going to slag off Abada. I promise. <laughs> um, no, you know he's young. He's young. I'm, I just, I just see the potential in that 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 guy, and I and I wish that he was able to harness that into some kind of consistent performances. Um, so yeah, uh, Maida going off is shite because he's he's been a really really key player for us this season. Um, you know his goal contributions have been great, and I think just on the pitch he's he's strong and. Um, yeah, he's a he's such a good focal point for us. So mm. uh, Jota, though, I thought Jota did totally fine when he came on. Um, he looked interested at the very least. Yeah, I was also just I was quite excited at the prospect of Jota coming on and being on the left hand side for a bit and seeing because mm. um, that. So like Maeda on the left, good. Jota on the left, good. Haksabanovic on the left. We will get there, Paul. <laughs> You're jumping the gun. <laughs> Do you want to just turn it into a hack? Should we just talk about the last 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, just fast forward. Last 10 minutes were great, but yeah, no, sorry, Claire. I've, I've, I've derailed it as usual. Do you know, it's absolutely fine. I was going to, I was looking at my notes and I'm like, we'll talk about how we kind of finished off the um, first half, Annabelle. As, and I was like, so that's like 15 minutes because there was a couple of chances and things. And then we had six added minutes. So the, the last bit of the second half, first half was really long. <laughs> Yeah, well, most of that was um, for the pointless VAR check that Hearts <laughs> moaned about a challenge and just got given to them for some reason, which, all right, why don't we ever do that? But OK. Yeah, um, Yeah, there were some some interesting things. Um, we got a corner. We got two corners in a row. Nothing happens. Um, we managed to save a shot from Hearts. Great. We had another corner and my notes have just got misses everyone in capital letters, which is wonderful. But then we had some really good play from Joe Hart, you know, coming out to stop a Hearts yeah, yeah. counter. Um, so mm-hmm. th- then, then the good moment came where Janelli went down and I was like, yay! I mean, oh, because you, you do never like to see a player get injured. But um, yeah, Oh, was- oh I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> Fundamentally disagree. Um, I'd love to see any opposition player injured. Any? What any if we play if we play FC St. Pauli, would you be happy to see any of their players get injured? This is like Sophie's um, choice for Celtic fans. Do I want to double down on my terrible take or back <laughs> off? I will double down. Yes. <laughs> Let's just move on, shall we? <laughs> um, yeah, there were a few incidents in this kind of added the, the the end of the first half and the added time. Paul, there was there was also a 
Jotter off the post. My notes have gone a bit funny because I've written 56, but I think it was about 40 just after. Um, I've got yeah. 46 for 46. Jotter. Oh, I've got 47, but I do. So <gasps> see, this is the question, right? See the time. See if it's like 46.03. Does that mean it's actually the 47th minute? Yeah, but what I do is I just write the minute that I can see with my eyes because I'm too stupid to like. My... It's not. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not a stupidity thing because like I sometimes flip between doing either or. So I, I think 47. technically it's 47 if it's past 46, but I just write 46 because that's the number I can see. <laughs> so Jota does really well to cut in <laughs> from the left. Um, it was a great. It was a great moment because we were kind of toiling a wee bit. Um, Hearts are a lot of. The the ball and uh, towards the end of the first half, um, Abada was losing the ball a lot. But Bernabe had just passed the Hearts players a couple of times. Um, but Jota and O'Reilly had been combining quite well together. So at this point, um, Jota yeah cuts in from the left as as we see him do quite a lot. It's a classic Jota shot. Um, hit the post, yeah, unlucky because he went near post. He went the goalie's near post um, out for a corner, and then it kind of came out and Ralston. Had a sort of scissor kick that. Imagine if it had gone in. <laughs> you know what? If you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the lottery, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd loved it to go in. Did you enjoy that, Annabelle? I loved it. The the bet in the dressing room for getting overhead kicks is clearly still alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the half finishes. Uh, one all. What were you thinking, Annabelle, at half time? Oh, I was just thinking we need some subs, to be honest, because it was, yeah, I just felt like it was really kind of stale at this point. And it was just a case of, like we said earlier, I wasn't worried because, yeah, Ange really does have me believing that this team could do pretty much anything at this point, which is lovely. But you do still get that frustration. It's just a different frustration where it's more like, can we hurry up and get to the point where we're now obviously going to win so I can just kind of chill out a bit mm-hmm. um, rather than, oh God, we're not going to score. So I was just really kind of hoping for some subs, frustrated that hearts where they clearly had a game plan that was actually kind of working. And um, I mean, I can't complain because after watching St. Mirren's anti-football, it was nice to see them actually kind of mm-hmm. coming at us. Like they were doing a really good job of kind of stifling us and then actually countering and making attacks of their own. And I think at halftime, they'd actually had more shots on target than us, um, which is, you know, frustrating, but kind of in a nice way, because in theory, that should be opening up a lot of space I'm glad, for you, us. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Someone had to. <laughs> Paul? Um, annoyed. I was annoyed at halftime. Um, <laughs> I was disappointed with, I always thought we'd win, but I thought we didn't play. We hadn't played well. I was frustrated with certainly three or four players in the team. Uh, I don't think Moy had a great first half either. Um, I don't, actually, no one had a really particularly good first half. I thought Kyogo and Maeda were all right. Josh had a little key when he came on. Um, so, uh, but again, I wasn't expecting you know, Ange wasn't going to rip up the rip up the team, the same team that would come out. The, the one thing that I was kind of perturbed by, right, so there was a point just before halftime where we had two players down and it looked like head knocks. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both holding their heads. The ref didn't stop play or anything. Um, Neither did that's, I. Yeah, so fuck all of them, yeah. quite frankly. Um, yeah. You know, you don't fuck with head knocks. Um but then both players got up fairly quickly. So maybe I think it was just... Jota and Abada, wasn't it? Who were both kind of stretched out on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, I just like the referee just looked at them and just the, the game continued. What the hell? Like, yeah, <laughs> just my own my own battle. Uh, 
Yeah, half time. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, you have these games. Annabelle's right. Sometimes you have these games and they're frustrating. And we just kind of have to just keep believing in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was like at about a 5.5 out of 10 happiness level. <laughs> okay. So just over. <laughs> Just, just yeah, just enough to um, uh, to not want to run away at half. And how, Paul? Based on that, how do you think we started the second half? Shite. Um, <laughs> we weren't we weren't creating anything. Hearts were winning most of the fifty fifties. They were right on top of us, so they came out and pressed a bit higher. Um, like there was always a there was always a player on Moy. I noticed so. Uh-huh. He, he was getting marked quite tightly and, you know, McGregor obviously gets marked quite tightly. Uh, every team knows that Starfelt and Cameron Carter-Vickers are not the best at playing out from the back. Um, not that I think that's really ever going to change. Um, our fullbacks weren't feeling very confident with running forward. So, yeah, the lack of chance creation was really annoying. Um, hearts were aggressive. Yeah, good, uh, good run from... Alan Forrest, I think, quite early on. I only care about James Forrest, I'll be honest. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, uh, it, I've sort of got that it, it was kind of not, I literally put, we didn't start that well at all. Um, and a few things that happened, there was a chance for Carter Vickers off a corner where he just kind of bams it over the... Mm-hmm. Uh, top of the goal, Annabelle. Yeah, very, very high. Just no, just no, like a decent connection in terms of power, but no attempt to get it down at all. And no. then flying over. No. Um, and then you've kind of got, I'm looking at my notes here. You've got De- Cammy Devlin was booked for persistent fouling. What did you Finally. make? What did you make of that? And what did you make of the kind of the discipline overall? <laughs> I'm going to come to you, Paul, seeing as you've chimed in there. Sorry, just I just like he should have been booked in the first half. Uh, he, he and Hill were both kicking our players at every opportunity. The ref did fuck all. Oh. Really annoying. Um, he's he's a shite bag, and he just kicks players. Cammy Devlin does it all the time. Um, it was good that he got booked. It was, but he should have been booked like far, far, far sooner. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so that was a really. Uh, I, I don't. It's just this is a sorry. I feel like I'm being so negative in this this reaction. I'm, you know I'm what? really the, really the happy with the result. Is, the best like, is yet to come, though, Paul. It's going to yeah, get more gonna, positive. Uh, isn't we're going to have some fun. It, it's just these games, right, against teams like Hearts, where they've, they've every team's got a player like like Cami Devlin, and they just kick our players. The refs do nothing, and then eventually they'll get booked. Yeah, like minutes and minutes and minutes after when they should have been booked, and it's the 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 continuation and the kind of uh, recurring nightmare—not really nightmare—that's a bit strong. <laughs> the recurring bad dream of uh, just players getting away with kicking Celtic. That's mm. all. I'm frustrated. Yeah, um, it continues to be a bit frustrating until our second goal. I think Annabelle. Um, if you would agree with that, but let's just skip straight to that second goal. Let's start to be a bit, little bit more positive. Do you want to talk us through that goal? Because I'm just looking at my notes and remembering it and thinking what a joy it was to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to just skip forward to that first 15 minutes and pretend it never <laughs> happened because I agree. It was 
garbage. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny as well because my note right above the Kyogo is subs, please. Um, <laughs> I was really feeling like we needed the changes at this point. And, and just to go back to, you know, kind of how we started, Angie's never wanted to make huge changes at halftime. And I think that, again, just shows how much he trusts the team. He trusts his own process. So that also kind of calms me a bit. I'm just like, Ange can't think it's that bad. He's not making any changes yet. He knows what he's doing. But anyway, yeah, the goal. Um, some really good play from Jota. I think you were totally right, Claire, when you said that he came out kind of wanting to put himself about. Um, I feel like maybe he still kind of has the St. Mirren game in the back of his head where he feels like, even though he obviously scored in that game, that he maybe has something to kind of prove um, after being a little bit on the shite side of things. Um, so he did some really good battling to win the ball back. Um, um, passes the ball over to Moy, so he's out in the left, pass, pass over to Moy right in the middle, um, who plays a great through ball over to Kyogo. And looking at, you know, the angle where the keeper is, Kyogo's on his left foot, you're thinking, oh, it's a tough one. Not sure how he's gonna how he's gonna deal with this. But no, it was an absolutely beautiful left-footed shot. Um straight into the back of the goal, nothing shitey Xander Clark could do about it. So yeah, it was it was a great finish from Kyogo. Yeah, really it, well worked as well. It was a great finish, but when I'm thinking back to that goal. Paul, all I can think of was the way that Jota passed the ball to Moy. <laughs> mm, um, it was just the way he sort of wasn't even, it was like a side foot that he didn't even look. <laughs> that's because he's Jota and that's what he just, does. I, um, I just, I loved it so much. And in the replay, I was like, hello. <laughs> it, it's For me, it's all about Jota winning that ball, right? Um, he does so well to win that ball on the left-hand side. Um, play it into Moy. I thought Moy had fucked it. I thought he'd taken like one step too many. So just a wee bit like, oh no. Um, <laughs> but it's Kyogo's run too. So it, it's three bits of excellent play. It's Jota's tackle and pass. It's Moyes probably staying on the ball a wee bit longer than he maybe had to, but but it allows Kyogo to make that run. And the finish is great. I mean, the finish is, the keeper had no chance. Um, 25 goals for Kyogo this season, my friends. That's Lovely stuff. Um, what a player we have. Um yeah, really happy with this because again, you know, Moy was better in the second half, definitely. Um, Jota involved. Uh, yeah, you 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 simply love to see it. Um, and then, uh, just when Kyogo celebrates, it, it, it <laughs> lights up our lives. It really does. The next thing I've got written down after the goal, not to bring it down, is something a, a criticism of Abada. So I just want to probably skip over that as well. <laughs> fucking Abada, whatever. It is, as- fucking Abada. <laughs> Uh, Moy Otherwise, plays a brilliant ball that splits the defence. Abada runs onto it, but his cross just isn't good enough, and Clark can gather. Was that a Moy through ball? I had that oh. as a Ralston through ball. Oh, it yeah, was I've, Ralston. I've got Ralston as well. I was yeah, like, when you said Ralston. that, I was like, shit, was there another one? <laughs> no, it's Ralston. I know you're angry. I'm just, don't, don't besmirch Ralston more than you need to. <laughs> it was actually another. So there's two brilliant passes that Ralston played in this match, so maybe I need to rethink my. Ralston that makes up for everything he had some really good moments he also had he kept sort of doing these weird like is it a cross or but he was sort of skying it over oh yeah right like, like it wasn't like, a cross even for the back post yeah, but even for yeah. the corner flag in yeah, the end. yeah exactly exactly um yeah not ideal but um let's skip over that they then there so their odor their striker had come on to cover an injury they mm. then bring he then goes down and they bring on Kual, who is a, we saw him and we're like, he looks a baby, <laughs> so young. <laughs> He's an Australian international. He played at the World Cup. Yeah. Um. But uh, at that point, kind of, do you think that them having to make those replacements, Annabelle, made any difference to the way that they were playing or not? 
not really. I I kind of felt like they lost something when they lost Janelli, to be honest. Um, uh-huh. I th- their 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 forward, I didn't think really showed much of anything. Um, I don't know if it's because we were starting to come back into the game more, because obviously by the sort of 69 minute mark we were making our subs and that's when you know like I mentioned earlier our kind of stronger players are starting to come on and we're starting to see more of this is our actual strongest team now coming onto the park in the late stages of the game so I think it would have been tough for him to make an impact at that point anyway but yeah I felt like from from the beginning when they started making subs um just the continuous subs that kind of they got gradually weaker um with everyone yeah which was great for us I also think uh, after that second goal that we got and once we were up, our heads did go up a bit and we did start to look a bit sharper and a bit like we were playing better even before the subs, but it's not, <clears throat> we didn't have to wait long to get that triple sub that we all knew was coming. Um, and we got Hatate for O'Reilly, O for Kyogo and Hak Sabanovic for Abada. I mean, they come on, Hatate's first touch immediately looks like it might turn into something. It doesn't, but Paul... You know, that's what Hatati does, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, I thought this was the moment where we just put our foot in the ball and won the game. Um, we cannot overestimate the importance of Real Hatati to this team. He is magnificent and he calmed us down. Um, I actually thought Iwata contributed. Well, I know he'll come on shortly, but I think the midfield just got a bit better. I, I was surprised that he took off O'Reilly. I thought it would be Moy to come off. Um I thought Hatati and O'Reilly. I thought O'Reilly had played quite well in the second mm-hmm. half, but um, we'll, we'll talk about Haksabanovic when, when we talk about the goal. Uh, all coming on for Kyogo at two one. Mm, you know when, when we've still got like a uh, twenty plus minutes to go. Quite a lot of pressure on a young guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think he's quite there yet. Oh, I think he's. A really interesting player. I think there's potential there, but that's quite a lot of responsibility for him. Um, but I get the point. You want to keep Kyogo fit for the weekend. That's that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was thought it was a wee bit early to bring him on. Yeah. Um, any added thoughts on that, Annabelle? Yeah, just the same. I absolutely love Rio Hitati. He is magical. And... That's, that's it with him, isn't it? He had that sort of chance. Um, I've just got in my notes that he already gets an opportunity like right off the bat. And that's that's what he does. And it comes back to that whole risk-taking stuff that mm-hmm. I was spouting off earlier. Um, he is the definition to me of like a creative player in that he is willing to just take risk and try something all the time with full awareness that there's a good chance it won't come off. But he kind of embodies that whole concept with for me in terms of he'll just do it anyway because he's so strong in the midfield that he knows that it may very well be him going back and winning the ball back or he knows that his teammates are there. He just has that sheer confidence to try it anyway and mm-hmm. make something for himself and for me, that's a huge part of what this team is about, is all believing in each other and having the confidence to take those risks and be creative, try something, probably won't work out, doesn't matter, try it anyway, because we will win the ball back. So when he came on, it felt like that kind of mentality started to feed through the team a little bit more, um, where that confidence maybe wasn't there, especially kind of on the on the wings with the kind of inverted fullbacks being well, not inverted, but just on the on the outside of the pitch in general, with them being a bit less sharp. Um, mm. I think the confidence grew when we had those more familiar faces um, back on the pitch. 
And do you think that another person who might have started to make a bit of a difference and take some risks was let's start the Haxabanovich loving at this point, <laughs> shall we? Is that a good is that a good point to bring that in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm, says Paul. Go on, you. I'll let you go, Paul. <laughs> right, uh, I I'm obsessed with him. Uh, I think he's a special, special boy. Um, I've I've been a big fan of him since he, since the start, since he came to Celtic. There's just something about this player. Say Taksbanovic that really excites me. I love watching him dribble. I love when he's got like three players around him and he somehow manages to either get away from them or play a pass or something. He is so talented. And that goal was absolutely out of the top drawer. Um so Bernabe gets the assist, I think, for this one. So mm-hmm. I actually thought Bernabe in the last 10 minutes was really good. Uh, <laughs> you know, Just he, 80 minutes too late. <laughs> he played really well. It, but but that's the thing, when Hitati and Awata are, are both on and and the the the, the midfield we've 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 already won the midfield battle, but like McGregor's playing higher up. It just it was good. I, I was way more confident. I thought we were going to score a third goal at this point. Um we we'd had a few we'd been basically passing the ball about really, really nicely outside the box. Uh, Bernabe and Haxall were involved quite a lot together. Yeah. Which was before I mean before he scores, I've got at least a couple of moments where it was notable that he was doing things that other people weren't putting crosses in and stuff. Yeah, he put an early cross uh, for Jota, who just wasn't able to kind of properly connect with it uh-huh. um, and out for a bye kick. Uh, he was just involved in a lot and he, he looked like he wanted to impress and, and he did. Um, just that goal. So Bernabe, lovely wee pass to Hacksaw, who it was almost a carbon copy of what Jota had done in the first half. Um, but the, the finish was just like the spin on the ball, the pace of it. It was absolutely exquisite. Um Really, really delighted that he scored because he hasn't scored for a while and always obviously come back from injury. Um, for me, Haxabanovich is is ahead of of Abada certainly now. Um, if if Maeda's injured at the weekend, it's Haxabanovich for me and Jota would be the two wingers. Um, yeah. Love his celebration. I just love you know he's pointing at the Celtic badge and stuff in his strip. He is fucking talented. He's a really really special player. I want to see more of him. We absolutely lost it when he scored in the house. Like we were just shouting for that goal. So excited just because big Haxabanovich fans. Um, But just, you know, Annabelle, Paul mentioned Bernabe getting the ball to him, but it's kind of, obviously you've got to give credit to the rest of the team around him. But once he gets that ball, it really is his goal. He makes the whole thing happen, doesn't he? Definitely. He, he he did it all himself. Um, just going to completely cut burn out of it, to be honest. No, that's me. I'm not going to do that. But yeah, he did. It was completely self-worked. He took the ball sort of at the corner of the box. Um, and I think he actually, when he came inside, he almost ran himself into like a further away position. So taking himself further back and then just thinking, oh, I'm going to shoot anyway. And you love to see that confidence. And that's one of my favourite things about Haksabanovich. Yeah, like Paul says, he's clearly very talented, but... You know, we love a cocky player. I loved that about Gigi during his time here. I love the cockiness and mostly when they can actually back it up. That's my favourite thing when a player just comes out with, yeah, next time I'll score. And I don't think it literally was the next time. Um, but, you know, he did come out and just he scored and it was clearly something he was needing. I think, well, I don't think his confidence was low, but I think he was needing a goal. It was, it was needing to come soon. And my God, yeah, 
did it come? What what an ab- what a finish, basically. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah, and I'm obsessed with that we celebration, that we dance. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um we mentioned that Awata had come on for Moy uh just before that goal happened. What did you make of him, Paul? What do you make of Awata? So far. Every time I talk about him, I just think he's tidy. His first pass is always terrible. So the very first pass he makes in the game is always shite. It's like the first. Um, it's like the first pancake. <laughs> goes yeah. in the, oh, goes brilliant! In, yes, clear, absolutely perfect. Goes analogy. in the bin. <laughs> yep. Um, he's 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 very good. Um, he's I, he, I just think he's smart, but he was also he was pressing quite high up. Like you know, he wasn't kind of sitting back between the centre halves. Um, he looks like a really interesting proposition. I like the fact also that it allows Callum McGregor to play a bit further forward. And I mean, McGregor, I thought McGregor looked good when Iwata came mm-hmm. on as well. So that Iwata Hatati McGregor axis was was lovely. And then so you've got like this is the thing: if Iwata's getting more minutes, it's another option off the bench. Yeah. Um, and even though he's maybe ostensibly a more defensive minded player, he he fit into that attack um, for the third goal. Just his position is really good. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I want to see more of this guy as well. Mm. For me, he's a player for next season. Right. Um, I yeah. think we'll see more of him next season. I think, or or once the league's won. Yeah, but uh, tidy passing. Um, he looks up. Uh, he just seems quite confident and quite comfortable in possession, and that's exactly what he want from number six. Yeah. Um, anything to add on that, Annabelle? I mean, we're kind of at this point coming to the closing stages of the game where. Not an awful lot between that third goal and the final whistle. It was only three minutes added on in the second half. Um, but anything else on Iwat or anything else on the rest of the game that you had written down that you wanted to mention? Yeah, nothing new on Iwat. I just agree that it's nice to have a sort of a deputy for Callum McGregor in that sort of defensive midfield position where you feel you know not afraid every time they receive the ball and they're getting <laughs> pressure um obviously we've tried a few kind of replacements you know there was the Abligor fiasco but um the, oh, well, I this, mind him oh my god I Man, saw a picture of him on Twitter today and I was like oh yeah did he go or <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember oh, he's um, yeah, so that was a thing that happened. Um, I, don't, I didn't mean to hold Joss Whedon there, but um, yeah, Uwata feels like the one that's going to stick for me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, absolutely, we need to see more of him, but um, that's the other exciting part is seeing McGregor pushed up. Absolutely, him and Hitate in that in that position. I like it. I'm a mm-hmm. fan. It's so mobile. I love it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to CCV in the sort of later stages of the game who just decided to play as a winger for no reason at all. <laughs> it was almost like he was bored and just kept just running. To be fair, the Hearts at this point were leaving a lot of space and he was, you know, making these runs into the midfield, the classic Ayer run, which I miss. Um, and yeah, just randomly started playing on the wing and I was like, all right. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah CCV okay. just doing strange, making strange decisions in the last five minutes of a match <laughs> seems to be his thing now. Um, the quite quite pertinent to me that um, Iwata's coming on ahead of Turnbull now that just yeah. seems to be a, a, a thing so yeah. God love you David that. Turnbull <laughs> um, you're a great player but uh, I think it's I think it's it, it shows that the Iwata will be more involved in that rotation mm. moving forward Final thoughts on the game overall Paul I mean I know it's, it's been a roller coaster ride going through it Yeah it was about wasn't it for a game that we kind of like. I wouldn't say it was a comfortable victory, but it was wasn't really in doubt. And um, Taylor get arrest, 
Johnson got a rest. Hatati only had to play 20 minutes. Um, fingers crossed Maeda's okay for the weekend. Um, second half was miles better. Uh, yeah, I'll save my last bit for my, my takeaway. Unless okay. is this the takeaway bit? No, 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 no. We'll do the takeaways in a second. I just anything else you've got to add, Annabelle, before we go to man of the match and takeaways? Um no, I think I'll just save it for my takeaway, actually. I've kind of got got it all summed up okay. um in that form. But yeah, there's just I guess the only other thing to say is yeah, the last ten minutes were really good. And I thought we'd get four and maybe even five. I thought it was like, gonna be another sort of St. Marin-esque finish so um, but it's okay the Haxmanovic goal felt like two in itself it's just that feeling isn't it once we've kind of hit our stride and we're doing well and it's coming to the end of the game we just start getting really greedy and you're like come on <laughs> and you're kind of annoyed yeah. that we're not scoring more even though we're really ahead and we're definitely going to win <laughs> and Postacoglu has made me greedy yeah I think mm. that's it definitely Annabelle let's go to you first who is your player of the match yeah, so as I said before we even started recording, I feel like this is a really difficult game to pin down a man of the match because the players that kind of played the best weren't on the pitch for very long. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'd like to kind of give a surprise, like, oh, it was Hatate or Haksabanovic, even though they were only on for 20 minutes. But I think I'm just going to go with the sensible answer and say that for me it was Cameron Carter-Vickers again. It was, you know, a very sticky game against a sticky, annoying physical opponent who were actually looking to come at us aggressively you know you know we were really at us on the counter they had some good good opportunities and of course a well-worked goal and um, I do think CCV just did another great job of um, just keeping our defence tight and also in the latter stages of the game when Hearts were looking to come back into it he had some really good defensive clearances I think one in particular that looked like it was going to be a goal for sure he had a great block and then immediately cleared it not long after that so just that he makes you feel safer in games like these and that is that's a nice feeling so for me it's it's going to be big ccv lovely stuff always happy when ccv gets the credit that he deserves paul yeah he was great um i don't know slim pickings it really doesn't feel like there was a real kind of standout performance like actually kyogo played well tonight got his goal set up the first goal He's running. Yeah, Kyogo. He, he did some good. Def- he did, did some good defensive stuff as well. He was doing a oh, lot. Yeah, he was coming back to fucking get. It was about fifty-five minutes in. He ran back mm-hmm. into our own half to get the ball to get his moving <laughs> up the pitch. So yeah, fuck it, Kyogo. Kyogo had a really good game. <laughs> okay, um, and let's stick with you, Paul, for your takeaways. What are your What's your two point takeaway from from this game? Uh, first is corners are not good at the moment. Our corners aren't leading to any opportunities any real opportunities uh-huh. of any value so um you know we were scoring from corners earlier in the season or or they were leading to something um i think we had about seven corners tonight and they were all they might as well not have happened so um it would be good to just find a way of making those count for more i know the hearts play with three center halves but um you know we've got we've got good like you're a corner doesn't have to be a, a front post flick on for a, a big tall defender to score a header. That's not what I'm talking about. I just mean, um, I felt like our corners mattered more last season um, or at the start of this season, but they've kind of lost their, their, their thing. Also, the other, that would be fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I'm sorry, I do say one. my prediction for every match is that CCV will score a header. And <laughs> I've had it in my notes for about six weeks and it still hasn't happened. Um, the other one, witness the fitness. Our fitness is winning as games. Our fitness is seeing us over the line in games. 
Uh, the fitness in this team is a, a really underrated, under under regarded, or um, not undervalued, but maybe we forget about because we're focused on the talent in the team and the ability. Yeah. But I think our fitness is so good right now that players come on and it's as if you know we don't we don't skip a beat. In fact, I find that sometimes in some games we're actually up in the tempo and we're really going for the throat at times. So well, that, um, that's I'm why really we're Im- getting greedy at the end, right? Because we're seeing yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's that's a good thing. Um, so I'm really impressed with with our fitness um, at the moment. It's it's making for a really enjoyable end to a lot of these games. Lovely stuff. I I enjoyed both of those. Annabelle, what have you got for us in terms of what you took away from that game? Um, but this is just going to be one of those games that I'm probably not going to remember after today. I'll probably remember the Haksabanovich goal just for the finish, and you know. Mm-hmm. nearing the end of the season you know he's not got a lot of time left to score a lot more goals so I'll remember that one but the rest of the game might as well have not happened for me and it's you're going to have these games in in every season but especially a season where our performances have been so consistently good and not just good in terms of competence and winning the game but in terms of sheer entertainment value you know our games are just so enjoyable to watch mm-hmm. to the point where I do think that we are a little spoiled now. We are greedy and it's it's a, another great position to be in, but not every single game can be the non-stop thrill ride that <laughs> Angeball often provides. So sometimes you just have to accept that, yeah, it was a bit of a sticky one. It was a bit rubbish, but we need to rotate the squad. We need to use the depth that's there. So we're going to have these games where yeah, it doesn't look very pretty, but at the same time, we can rest assured that we're still going to get the job done. And that's really, really nice. Like, And I hope the rest of the support are kind of feeling that same way where, um, yeah, it's frustrating, but I'm not worried. And I absolutely love that. And I hope that Anne doesn't go and prove me wrong like next week. <laughs> yeah, I Touching think good. expectations are really high. Like even in like obviously after the first goal and stuff, like you could hear that even in the stadium watching the game that everyone was like on the team, like, come on. Like, even though it was, it was so early on and like we've all said plenty of chance to turn it around but as a fan base our expectations are so so high now Paul I want to shout out Green Brigade who sounded brilliant tonight and uh, great T4 for Ange as well Um, lovely to see that Um, the support that the Green Brigade give to the club is unwavering and can't be overestimated wholeheartedly agree Um, Annabelle did you have anything else before we finish off another takeaway or um, no, just I want to agree with Paul. Yeah, the, the singing in the stadium tonight, even when we're one nil down, I thought was brilliant. So yeah, just well done to the support um, for not getting too antsy and getting on the players' backs. Yeah. Um, it was, in the end, a nicely comfortable victory, despite the fact that I think even in this reaction, we've ex- we've run the gamut of some of the things that Paul described at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for foreshadowing that for us, Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> listeners. No, you too. It's been an absolute pleasure. You two of my favourite people to record with and to do the reaction with. So thank you very much, Paul Carlin. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Lovely to record with the pair of you. Um, yeah, um, Celtic, we just we just keep winning games. Onwards to the weekend. Annabelle, same. Lovely to see you. Lovely to record with you. Yes, lovely to talk through that roller coaster with two of my favourite podcasters. <laughs> He's been Paul Carlin. She's been Annabelle McDonald. I've been Claire Wilde. This has been the reaction to Celtic 3 Hearts 1. And we will speak to you very soon. Down the road.